Hey look, I found something weird out this week. I found out why they have no pregnant Barbie. Do you know why that is? Why? Because uh, Ken came in a different box. <laughs> Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, that's uh, right. I'm not uh, allowed to say that anymore. Uh, but uh, hello and welcome to another digital citizen. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hi. It's going okay. We went back to the roots today. Yeah, that's right. Doing a, a stupid joke at the opening of the of the episode. How did mm -hmm. we? I remember at one point, like one of us, one of us three, me or Tilly, made like a dumb joke at the beginning of the yeah. show, and yeah. then it became just a running gag for like a year, and then we stopped doing Over it. Over a year. And we stopped Over doing it because oh, yeah. I think we just ran out of stupid jokes. <laughs> mm -hmm. We were like started looking up jokes, and it just felt disingenuous at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I have to say that I stole this joke from a, a YouTube video I watched this week, so... So, was yeah, we really story. are going back to our roots, is what you're saying. Yes, but I am saying that. Of stealing yeah. bad jokes. Uh-huh. Other than that, that is not a bad joke. Because it did come in a different place. We're the Amy Schumer of Schumers of podcasting over here. Stealing bad Ooh, jokes. Talk for yourself there, mister. <laughs> I'm not the one that stole the I, bad joke. <laughs> I'm I'm not a white woman. Okay, well maybe you're uh, the Dane Cook. Is that better? <laughs> I don't think that's much better. better. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what what was uh, uh, the Spanish guy called again? Mon Moncidas? Mon uh, Carlos Mencia. Yeah, he yeah, also yeah. stole a lot of jokes, didn't he? Which one was Jeez, the worst yeah. joke stealer of those three, though? I I mean, I think Carlos Matias is the, on the three? lowest. I think he goes number yeah, three for me. I, no, I, just because I, I agree. Carlos Matias ne never did those jokes in, on a stadium tour. He just was right. on, like, stupid little TV shows. Both those other ones, they were, like, massive, massive comedians. Like, I think... Uh... I think I think I have it to give it to uh, uh, Cook though. I think so. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. I I don't know. I I think they're kind of almost on the same same level, but I think Dane Cook was definitely bigger at the time. Yeah. Like, Stand up comedy wasn't really that big, and Dane Cook like made it massive by stealing jokes, right? Right. Yeah. And to be fair to Amy Schumer, I don't think a lot of people remember mostly from stand up. I think mostly like know her from TV or movies, or movie, probably movies more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so yeah. too. Dane Cook did so, Waiting, and Dane... which wasn't really a great movie. <laughs> you remember that movie? That is a movie I have not thought about in many, many, many years. Didn't he do another terrible one as well? Didn't he do like a uh, superhero movie at one point, I want to say? Oh my god, did he? I think so, but I think it was like a superhero yeah. stand or a, um, comedy. Okay. Like Hancock? 
something nobody is going to remember that fucking movie i'm the only one that i've seen that movie it feels like oh sometimes. he was in mystery man oh he was in mystery man that i knew there was something movie. that i knew yeah. it was like pre uh you know marvel and stuff like that also yeah oh to to be fair hancock was also pre-marvel I don't know when Will Smith's Hancock came out, but I would think 2000... I want to say 2007 or 8. This one came out okay. in 99, so... Holy way, moly. Like, that's Is it way... That fucking old? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what were you saying? Hancock, right. But that wasn't yeah, Dane Hancock. Cook. That was uh, Will Smith. Will but Smith. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was kind mm -hmm. of also a comedy... Bad comedy superhero oh, movie. Terrible yeah. movie. Yeah. 2008. I was on it on that one. Yeah, I said 2007. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. So, how's you, your week been, birthday last week, boy? Was it my birthday last? Oh, my birthday last week. We already talked about the whole birthday yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess it was my birthday the day after, technically. I didn't really. I just went to it town. Was. I went to town. I went grocery <laughs> shopping on my birthday. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was it. Yeah, I didn't really do anything special on my birthday, really. I guess me and yeah. my parents had like a, a low key kind of dinner that night and hung out. But other mm. than that, it was just like a super chill day. I mean, I had the day off. I didn't like go to work or anything, so that that was good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, on Monday it's my turn. Already? Oh my gosh, that's so fast. I'm, uh, I know. Uh, I'm going out. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm eating at a establishment in in Norway that has a kind of a crooked history and kind of funny history uh, called Egon, E G O N, and that is one of the characters like from from Ghostbusters? a movie franchise in. <laughs> from the Norwegian. Oh, okay. Uh, it's also from franchise. Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's the villain in in Ghostbusters. To be fair, no, it's the good guy. Was that spelled the same way? Egon is Wasn't one of the Egon Ghostbusters. The, the one in the picture? No, no. Egon's oh. one of the ghost. He's the smart Ghostbuster with the glasses. He's the one that. He's oh, the gadget. He's the gadget guy. Yeah, <laughs> the dead one. Is he dead? I have no idea. Like, the actual character? Or, I mean, the I actual so. actor? I don't know. I have no I idea. So, yeah. I think that's why he couldn't be in uh, any of the reboots. Oh, the, the new remember. reboots. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because he was dead, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, I killed... Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, I will tell, tell you that story later. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so Egon is, like, a character from a franchise in Norway called uh, the Olsen uh, Gang. Uh, it was, like, 17 movies or something. And some of them are very funny and good, and some of them are terrible. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of, like... Uh, I would c call it... Very standard uh, food, but they, what is good with them is that you can always find something for someone there. Because they have like tacos, uh, beef, uh, but also like salads and uh, a little Greek food, a little Mexican food, a little like uh, barbecue, a little. Like, Sounds like a everything. buffet, so, maybe? Or pizza. Is it a. 
It's not a buffet. Okay. Yeah, no, you you have to order by the bar. Sure. Something I find a little stupid in COVID times. Uh, but uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, then you pay for uh, what you eat for. Then you sit down and wait for the food. Then the waitress come comes with your food. But uh, it's so weird. But uh, it's it's I would call it semi cheap. Uh, but it's yeah. Uh, everybody can find something they they want there. So that kind of order quality of the food is not good. Yeah, sorry. That kind of order styling where you go up and you order and then you come back and then the waitress comes out and then they mm-hmm. and then they come back with your food. That's like a mm. classic barbecue place here in America always does that. It's uh, so incredibly stupid. It's just I a different style it. of of ordering. I think it. Um, yeah. It opens up like so it. the staff can all be in the in the kitchen more, where they don't have to always be out out serving. Does that make sense? So yeah, I think it frees up staff a little bit. It does, but it's it's uh, for the price I pay there uh, because I they are not like cheap at all. Okay. I would say they are like over middle. Oh, uh, but they have low for, quality food. Okay, they but they're. Well, I, I won't say like it's bad food, but it's very it's very bland and and there's nothing that super excites me. But it's it's somewhere where everybody can find something to it. Like they have club sandwich if you want club club sandwich, and they have pizza if you have want to have pizza. Like it's it's oh, okay. kind of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going there. Uh, so that's that's fun. Uh, taking my my psychiatrist and and one of the, the other people that works with me uh, there and celebrating me. Okay. So that will be fun. So yeah, you're gonna celebrate at this restaurant, fro. Yeah. Um. Uh, you mean in illegal ways? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't think you can. Uh, well, depending on if buff, you're buff. gonna. Yeah, are you gonna leave the country and go over to uh, Amsterdam, Netherlands? Yeah. Yes, because I would never smoke smoke marijuana in Norway. Just make that very clear. It's very illegal, but in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I saw an article no, this week not- that Amsterdam. Remember, we covered the whole thing with the not selling alcohol, and yes. now they're like yeah. telling people not to come there to buy drugs. Yeah, they're not very happy yeah. with the tourism there right now. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. But the U.S. federal health agencies are recommending easing restrictions on marijuana. So they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, isn't it? I feel like this is a tiny step in the wrong direction. No, this is the right direction. The Department of Health and Human Services has recommended a, a drug enforcement uh, to the Drug Enforcement Administration that marijuana be reclassified as a Schedule Three controlled substance. So I mm-hmm. think what you're mistaking is thinking that that's higher because the number's higher, right? Yes. No, it's the yes. other way around. Schedule One is the highest, and then oh. it goes down from there. There you go. That is contra logical. Uh, it's just I don't know why they set it up. I think it's like uh yeah that it is uh, kind of silly. That is so stupid because I would think like. If you're like number one, you're like baby. Two is like I know harder drugs. Three is even harder drugs. Like it, it gets up in the scale. Like five is like hard heroin. <laughs> but I think when they're talking schedule, they're talking about like criminal uh, statutes and things like things you can like okay. crimes against you. So schedule one meaning 
the highest crimes, and then Schedule Two would mean the lower crimes. Does that see? So it, that no, still doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's weird. Well, you got to okay. think of it as levels. So like the first yes, level. I understand. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. But the, the first level in the game is always easier, Luke. So there's also that. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> when you go on, it gets harder and harder. So it's it's a little like uh, uh, yeah, I find that a little bit wedge. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. That's just how it works, I suppose. But according to a person yeah. familiar with the recommendations who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak on the issue to the press, I'm assuming mm. they're probably from the DEA, uh, marijuana is currently so, Schedule yeah. 1 uh, mm. and is deemed alongside heroin as well as LSD uh, and ha as having potentially uh, potential for abuse and no medical uh, acceptability. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's stupid. It should not be in that category. Heroin and uh, and smoking marijuana is definitely not the same. On the same level, right. It, it's been that no. way forever, also. Um, that is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Such a decision would not outright, outright legalize marijuana at the federal level, though. A policy, the policy that has long conflicted those in the states that have legalized marijuana... <laughs> But it could nevertheless right. alter the landscape of the country, uh, cannabis in this country, um, boosting the ability f uh, for the marijuana industry to regulate within states. Uh, yeah, I. this is definitely a political move, I think, by the Biden administration to mm. do something good. Right? Right. But they don't want to go all the way. Like, they literally could legalize marijuana at the federal level if they wanted to, and that would be right. huge... For him, as far as uh, the campaign goes, don't you think? Like, if he legalized oh, okay. marijuana, imagine how many people would be like, this Biden guy's kind of based. This guy's pretty awesome, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know this uh, answer. I'm not sure you know either, but do you know approximately how many states uh, have it legalized now, uh, now uh, after I, 50? I don't know off the top of my head, but luckily it's right in this article. 23 states in, and... D.C., Washington, D.C., have legalized recreational marijuana. Medical okay, use... So, 50%. Me medical use, though, is lawful in 38 states, according to... So... Okay. Which is, like, you have to get a card that says right. you have medical use for it. So... Yeah. It, yeah, legalized and medical are, are different. Uh, and then there's right. decriminalized, which is even... It's where the police just don't charge you. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that also. Uh, and I'm going to guess that is even more states than the 38. I think it's very few less. I think there's like one or two that have that. And they're, okay. and most of those states, are they're only in that zone because they're working on getting to medical. Is what, right. Like, yeah. Let me guess. Utah. <laughs> I don't... I think Hawaii actually is one of them. Uh, but I don't remember but, any but of the But Utah, Utah, Utah has to be one where regulations are pretty hard. Uh, because uh, uh, Mormons. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it says last October, Biden mm -hmm. offered pardons to anyone convicted of federal crimes for simply possessing marijuana. And he directed his administrate to expedite a review of whether marijuana should be listed as Schedule 1, which we covered that at the time. And this is the mm. result of that. Well, not the result, but now they're saying we should move it to Schedule 3, which I personally, mm. obviously, 
I think a lot of people think it should just be moved off the, the schedule completely yeah, and put kind of in the same yeah. area as uh, alcohol and cigarettes, which most people would say, as far as like dangerous drugs, alcohol is probably more dangerous than weed as far as, you know, uh, m the amount of people who ah. die each year from it. <laughs> right. I will take away the probably and just say that's factual. Right. I'm just trying to be, you know, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, not even nice. I'm trying to be, uh, not get sued by somebody. Yeah. He's going to sue us over saying that alcohol kills people, but marijuana doesn't. Budweiser? Fuck. I guess. Budweiser? <laughs> I never said Budweiser is the problem. I'm saying alcohol is the problem. There's a, uh, food, there's a beverage association of America. They might be mm. the ones that sue us, I guess. Okay. I'll say it. Directly, hey, beverage uh, company uh, of America, sue me. I live in Norway. <sighs> right. Yeah. Okay. There. There. Uh, I'm going to guess if you're a proud boy, you're not allowed to smoke, smoke marijuana. What do you think about that? I bet they all smoke marijuana. I'm probably say, uh, thinking that they do other class A. <laughs> My guess is the Proud Boys all took like massive bong rips meth. before they went into the capital. Yeah. I think meth is a bigger problem there than marijuana. I, I bet they do it all that stuff. Like, you, you'd be yeah. like you, people think, oh, Republicans, uh, they don't smoke weed or whatever. Oh, like they no. do, yeah, yeah. No, Fuck, yeah. redneck, redneck people smoke just as much weed as hippies. Like it's not even a, yeah, yeah. like I know both sides so yeah mm -hmm. wasn't it uh, uh, if my memory uh, hits me hard it was Clinton that uh, didn't want to say that he, he inhaled right was it Clinton uh, probably or was it Obama Barack Obama uh, but I do remember that that uh, uh, before them there was a clown called uh, a bush that uh, definitely did a lot of drugs and admitted to it. Yeah, it so. was Clinton that said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there's that. But uh, Proud Boys, yeah. Uh, Enrique Tario gets a uh, uh, record 22 years in prison for January 6th. Before we talk about this article, do you think that's fair? Like, 22 years... I mean, he was the le leader, according to them. He orchestrated mm -hmm. the, the entire event. So I, mm -hmm. I, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, if you're the leader of somebody who's trying to take over any type of, like, governmental... Uh, was, uh, not even governmental. If you're planning a takeover of anything in, the, in, in an armed fashion, you probably should... Mm -hmm. yeah. It, I think it's the armed nature of the thing that's the, the really bad part of it, right? Oh, yeah. They had guns. Yeah. Yeah. The whole January 6th thing is so... It is so fucking weird. It's... Uh, I think it's even weirder for the two of us because we, we saw it live on the podcast. If anybody's interested, you can... Uh, go back and listen to that episode, and that was so like weird because it happened just when we were recording. It says here he's been sentenced to 22 years in prison for orchestrating a failed plot to keep Donald Trump in power. Um, mm -hmm. 
Tario 39 pleaded for leniency for, before the judge imposing the prison term topping an 18-year se- sentence previously given to Stuart Rhodes of the Oath Keepers. He's the leader of the Oath Keepers, and this guy's the leader of the Proud mm. Boys. One got mm. 18, one got 22, so mm. uh, he was charged with seditious conspiracy and other convictions convictions stemming from January 6th. Um, his sentence comes as the Justice Department prepares to put Trump on trial at the exact same courthouse in Washington on charges that the president illegally schemed to cling to power. So, this mm-hmm. is all going to be related to the Trump stuff eventually. Like, they're, it's probably going to come up in court. And actually, I saw this morning, they're starting the the uh, televised Trump trial in Georgia. That was the first... Right. I saw the first court things as I was waking up this morning, so... Yeah, I, I, I looked at it. Yeah. Uh, Tario is also the guy we talked about previously that was an FBI informant for like five years up until like 2019, mm-hmm. and then this right. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now this whole, yeah, like I said, I, I, I find the whole January 16th one of the most scary things uh, I can remember in in near uh, history, but I, I, I watched live. I, I, it was so it's so absurd thinking of it and uh, it's just like yeah I think this was uh, a correct sentencing I I usually think that you shouldn't like uh, put people in prison if it's not very very like uh, crimes like this or if you're a fucking pedophile or something like that uh, but uh, yeah I, I think this was good um, do you think this will at all, uh, like you were maybe hinting a little to, uh, get Trump in trouble? Will it get Trump in trouble? Oh, I think they'll use this, these convictions as evidence in, in the trial, um, yeah. against him. Yeah. I think you would be stupid as a lawyer not to point out, hey, look, all these people got arrested for this, uh, yeah. and they were all, um involved with this whole insurrection and Trump was also there. I think it would be dumb as a lawyer not to point that out. I agree. Uh, state election officials prepare uh, to uh, disqualify Trump under the 14th Amendment. I have to be uh, totally honest. I know one amendment and it's the right to bear arms. That's Well, I, no, I know two. Uh, free speech is an amendment. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one interesting thing about Tario is he wasn't actually at the January 6th riot, which we've pointed out in mm. the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, he got arrested for the Black Lives Matter banner that he, like, burned, like, right, a week before remember, or yeah. something, and then, yeah. so he wasn't actually there, but he's being charged with a conspiracy because he planned it. That's the whole thing. He wasn't right. actually involved. Well, he was involved. He wasn't actually there. There you go. Right. As a Norwegian, I know two amendments. I know uh, the right to bear arms and <laughs> the right to free speech. Uh, I see that uh, uh, state election officials prepared to disqualify him, uh, Trump, under the 14th Amendment. What is that amendment and what is it all about? Uh... Apparently, uh, the f- Section 3 of the 14th Amendment 
uh, it says that it bars any public official who swore an oath to protect the Constitution from holding office if they, quote-unquote, engage in insurrection or rebellion. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Hmm. That seems like Trump, doesn't it? Uh, or gave aid or comfort to enem uh, enemies, therefore. That's also in quotes. Um, that also seems like Trump. That do does... Yeah, I think the first one more than mm. the second one, but yeah. Uh, more than two years later, the former president faces criminal charges related to his post-defeat efforts. The conversation about the 14th Amendment has reached a level that has apparently gotten Trump's attention. In fact, it was nearly uh, 24 hours ago when Republicans turned to his social... Oh, the Republican turned to his social media to do something that has he has largely avoided. Trump commented on the constitutional provision and push back against it so mm -hmm. um they're just trying to say like this me like he, him actually talking about it means he's he probably is concerned that this is a thing there's a lot of talk from not only democrats which is obvious but there's a few you know anti-trump republicans who are on board with this what do you think mm. yeah i i think i think uh this is where i would have gone after trump uh, focusing uh, my my efforts to go after Trump here, because I I think it's very very clear that he was uh, riling a lot of people uh, up uh, around January sixth. I mean his speech and everything and and like. I even I, think, I think the so speech obvious. afterwards that we covered on the podcast the day of, yeah. that it ha I think that yeah. speech afterwards is even more evidence than the speech before yeah. that they all point to. I think yep. the speech afterwards where he was like, uh, you're all good Whoa. people, that <laughs> speech, oh, yeah. that is more indicative yeah. of the, the fact that he it's was... even more yeah. damning, yeah. Yeah, I think more than the first speech, which the first yeah. speech he could write off as like, oh, well, I was just making a speech. I didn't mean for that to happen. The second right. speech where he left out all yeah. these things, that was the speech that... I, even in the podcast, if you listen back to our podcast, listening yeah. to that, we were like... What the fuck are you talking about? Why aren't you <laughs> Why aren't you saying the things that need to actually be said right now? Yeah. Right. All nice people go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All you pretty pretty people, but it's exactly what I asked you to do. Now you can go home. <laughs> I think uh, I'm not sure how it would work, but I, I'm assuming that the case against him as far as the federal case for um the January 6th stuff, I wonder if that has to he has to be found guilty of that, and then this 14th Amendment thing uh, can be applied, or whether it can mm. be applied beforehand, right? I'm not sure. Mm. That is interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I'm thinking if I... I, I, I was wondering uh, <clears throat> what would happen uh, if uh, Trump went away from this election. Uh, and who would win there then? And I, I for me, it's very much up in there. So, yeah, right now, I, uh, like two yeah. two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago, I think we both would have said DeSantis. Oh, definitely. But now but after not, the debate, not, not now. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I don't know where it would go. Um, yeah. Now it's it's so weird. I I have a sneaking feeling because uh, nah, maybe it would be Vivek. I don't know. I just don't think don't he has know. the name recognition, you know what mm. I mean? He's so, like, fresh on the scene 
that he just doesn't have like the uh, the countrywide uh, no like he's not known everywhere. He's just known in like that. That's true, but but Obama won as somebody no one had heard about before. That's true, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and over there it, is that. If it happens and then the debates continue and he continues to yeah. be in debates and people get to know who he is, I suppose yeah. it could happen. Um, I mean, I'm very curious. Like I said uh, when we talked about debate last time, uh, I'm very curious about if they are all going to pile on Vivek because Trump will not be there and not care about DeSantis at all. That's that's uh, if I if I was uh, Nikki Haley's uh, campaign ma- manager, for example, okay. uh, I I would definitely go after Vivek uh, because I, I I think that uh, in 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 uh, when it comes to uh, giving a good performance, DeSantis is not really a, a big threat. When it comes to there is one thing going against Vivek, especially on the Republican side of things. Um, mm. That maybe you're, I I'm not really I don't know how much it would play a role, but uh, he's a he's a brown man, fro. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, <laughs> and I I, I right. advise yes, and the Republican <laughs> Party. <laughs> don't like brown people right I, I, so i agree there's that that whole thing also right yeah do you know who's also very much brown uh no mitch mcconnell he's so brown uh, i guess so uh <laughs> i mean the uh, the the things he do, does in his pants when he can't speak uh, yeah, maybe what's happening is somebody... Have you ever heard of the brown noise? The brown noise. Maybe what's happening yeah. is somebody is playing the brown noise in these in these news conferences, and that's what's causing him to pause because he shit, shit himself. That's possible. Welcome to Conspiracy Quarter. <laughs> it's just as accurate as a Havana syndrome, so... <laughs> That's true, and that is something you can ask for money to to get rid of. So mm-hmm. that's that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That that extremely real and really concrete sickness you can get. Yep, owned mm-hmm. atheists. Uh, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> the Republican leader in the U.S. Senate, is not evidently suffering from a seizure disorder. <laughs> Said the congressional physician on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, the doctor's remarks came a little less than a week after the 81-year-old suffered a second worrying freeze in front of reporters at a press conference. Last yeah. week, Brian Monahan cleared McConnell to return to work after a freeze in Kentucky on Wednesday. So the same day we did the podcast last week. Mm. Monahan said McConnell might have been suffering from the effects of a concussion sustained in a fall in March. Or perhaps dehydration. He might have just needed to drink a glass of water for all. Or, this is my guess, and I don't know why Why I think this. He's just old. <laughs> I think it's probably that he's just really, really old. And it's actually, I know he's a terrible human being and, like, has yes. ruined people's lives and is kind of a yes. demon um, in, I, I don't in human really skin. Like him, no. it, yeah. You know, he, 
he's old and it's kind of sad to see somebody get old and it feels like elderly abuse to have him out there keep putting him out there you know what i mean i totally agree and it, i don't know if you've seen the clip of lady gaga wheeling out Lee, lisa manelli uh, no uh, and presenting an award at the tony awards last year i think okay and Liza Manila uh, is clearly not fit to be there. <laughs> They're just putting her out there as like a token kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And like and nobody understands. Like, like she's confused. Like uh, why they are there, and it is so bad. Like it's just, it makes it's sad, is what it is. Yeah. And then this yeah. is also sad to see, even though he's a horrible person, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can dislike the guy and still be like, that's very sad that an old person yeah. is getting so old and that these people are clearly taking advantage of him just like, you know, the same way they're taking advantage of Diane Feinstein on the Democratic side. Right. Um, yeah, just, or you know. Like <laughs> on the music side. Just go play bingo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we don't need yeah. you. Go, go away. <laughs> Yeah. Aren't there reruns of uh, Murder, She Wrote on or something? Jeez Louise. Yeah. The best show in the world. <sighs> I have to say two sentences about Murder, She Wrote. Now. Okay. Uh, it is such a weird show. Like, everybody, if you, if you look, like, if you've seen more than two episodes of Murder, She Wrote, you always know the murderer. <laughs> Because they always have the heading in the episode. It is so fucking weird. Anyway. Well, it's uh, kind of... It, it's like... It, I think it was kind of... They were trying to have the female version of Matlock at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, But it didn't work as good. Because Matlock is... It's so amazing. Much better. Yeah, yeah, but I think they were going off that kind of concept. I never saw... Like, the only thing I've ever seen a murder she wrote is the opening sequence. Because I would see that turn on and Saturday mor after, <laughs> after Saturday morning cartoons, and I would switch the TV off. So you never seen the whole episode of Murder? No, I even ended up trying to watch it wow. later in life and started it, and it. I think it was I wanted to watch it because I'd finished Matlock, and I was like, this yeah. is not as good as Matlock. So no, it's definitely not. no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was wondering maybe the reason why he stopped up and and was a little like uh, all over the place. Maybe he was at Burning Man and couldn't like get out of there. Um, that's it. He just and he he was tired because he was. Uh, no, he probably in... would took a high dose of LSD right before he got there because ah. he was at Burning Man. So he was seeing he was like seeing some kind of demons like uh, in his vision. That's why he couldn't talk. Right. Yeah. Okay, but this is kind of sad, and uh, it reminds me a little of a little, tiny little thing called Fire, uh, funny enough. Uh, other than that it was actually a good festival. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there was some flooding, and it allowed thousands of people in, uh, in a stranded situation. Uh, and the CEO... CEO of Burning Man uh, came out on Sunday and said the situation at the venue at the Black Rock Desert was under control and far from alarming. Uh, Burning Man estimated 70,000 plus attendees were isolated at the venue as rain returned uh, and as roads closed, muddy campgrounds, and there was one reported death 
mm, that day. Yeah. Um, organizers. So we're go ahead. We're the cyber. Uh, we're, we're the survivors, like giving given food and things like that by uh, the venues or what was going on. That I didn't really understand. Uh, I don't. I didn't understand that either. But what I, you know, the whole thing of Burning Man is you're supposed to like come prepared yourself that's like the whole yeah. thing of it um yeah so a lot of people because had prepared I don't for think the week they sell yeah i don't think they sell like food there and, and things do they i think you can buy food from individuals but they don't have like okay. um yeah, yeah. venues ve like yeah the venue doesn't set up vendors right, right. But it's kind That's of, like, the thinking. whole point of it is you're supposed to, like, be self-sufficient. That's, like, one of the right. yeah. tenets of uh, of the festival itself. I mean, mm -hmm. over the years, the festival has gotten so corporate, uh, yeah. at least from when I was a kid. Uh, it's been around since 1986. Yeah, um, it's been around forever. It moved to the Nevada desert in 1991. Uh, this has never happened, but I think this has to do with, uh, you, this is, like... The crazy weather we've had been having because of global warming, they weren't expecting no, this crazy little, rain little. to happen, and because it's a desert, the ground gets wet and barely ever gets wet, and it turned into oh. what just like a giant mud pit where cars yeah. were stuck and things like that. That's you know that's what happened. Other than there's no global warming, of course. Right, uh, according to Vivek, I suppose there is no global warming. <laughs> well. I hope they were all given, given like, their own personal Winston. That's uh, how you survive in a... No, you need a cheese sandwich. That's... <laughs> Everybody knows the, the cure to festival blues like that is cheese sandwich. Yeah. Not the Winston. Okay. What's a, what's yeah. a Winston? Uh, I think that was the name of the volleyball in uh, in uh, in Tom. Uh, oh, in uh, Castaway. Okay, Castaway. I think so. Yeah. I, I when I was a kid, I remember people people saying, "Oh, uh, Burning Man's corporate. All these like um, tech yeah, CEOs go there and spend millions of dollars to bring their giant campers and like their personal chefs mm -hmm. and like have like uh, their whole big entourages who bring like." Uh, automobile like vehicles and things like there's all these really rich people that go to to that now and it's kind of been taken over by that uh mm. part of uh where it used to be more like you know just hippies going there to do drugs and get away from society where it's sure. not really that anymore as much uh and when i was a kid i remember people saying oh you need to go to the rainbow gathering that's the real that's the real burning man have you ever heard of that the Rainbow Gathering? It was actually... Yeah. It cre was created in 1971, so pre-Burning Man. Never ever. And it's all around the world, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember it says in the 1980, gatherings started to form outside North America as autonomous but connected events around the world. Uh, Rainbow Gatherings are a temporary... Loosely knit communities of people who congregate in remote forests around the world for a week or more at a time with stated intentions of living a shared ideology of peace, harmony, freedom, and respect. So it's like the Rainbow Gathering is what Burning Man used to be. And it's and it's but it's all around the world also. So that is and very it's not interesting. It's planned, but not all of them are like planned the same. They're all individually. It's like a it's a 
it's a network that kind of they just decide when they want to do it individual as individuals. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I have a feeling like it has become a little more corporate of uh, over time. Uh, the idea itself, I don't find uh, well, at all corporate. But uh, no, yeah. yeah. I think it had to do yeah. with the rise of like the dot com era. And that all right. that money went into because this started in San Francisco is where Burning yeah. Man started, and that's the mm. epicenter of the tech boom. And so a lot of those people were already probably going to Burning Man pre tech boom, and then it got kind of uh, enca- encapsulated within that. If that makes sense, like they were already mm. there, then they just got rich. That uh, that's the way maybe I see it. I don't know though; it could be mm. wrong. Yeah, no, I uh, I uh, I tend to agree with you. Actually, I I think you're a hundred and ten percent correct. Uh, it's probably that, but it's a little like uh, 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 that that music festival as well. Uh, where, where, ugh, the hippie one. The hippie one. Uh, yeah, Woodstock. The, Woodstock. Yeah, that also started out as non-corporate. And then they tell you, tried to corporate it. And yeah, but that, they tried to corporate that like <laughs> 35, 40 years later or something. Yes, yes. It was terrible. I think this yeah. is a little different because it was like a gradual corporatization. Like, right. Yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah. It, yeah, totally. But I get your, okay. you get your point. It, like, yeah. a, after they corporatized it, that's when everything fucking fell apart also. Yes, yeah. yes. With Woodstock. Yeah, exactly. Was it Woodstock 98, I want to say? It was it was the MTV Woodstock. Yeah, it was the one that they did the documentary last year or two years ago. Yeah, yeah last year the documentary that we watched on Netflix. Really, yeah, really good documentary. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Delaware, uh, a state I know. Do I know anything about Delaware? <laughs> it's the smallest state in America. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yep. Where approximately is it? Is it in middle? It's on. It's in. I want to say it's one of the fourteen. One of the first fourteen colonies, or whatever. So it's on. It's in that New England area. Okay. Cool. I'm assuming you've never been to Delaware. Fuck no. (laughs) I think Delaware is a place that you just kind of drive through. (laughs) Sorry for all listeners from Delaware. All 50 people that live there. I think there was a joke in Airplane 2. You remember Airplane 2? The the guy who's the... Uh, he's the guy... Uh, the What do you call it? Flight controller. And he's uh, mm-hmm. he's the guy who like, t- does the pterodactyl joke. There's a joke in there mm-hmm. where he's like doing a radio show on his thing. And he's like, Delaware? Who goes to Delaware anymore? <laughs> <laughs> we love you people from Delaware. Yeah, all de- fifteen of you that live there at the point. Like I said, I think it's just a place pe- people drive through. So uh, <laughs> that it would explain why a Delaware man had to block police uh, from uh, from doing a speed trap because you know just people are driving through there. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got some uh, judgment uh, against against uh, the Delaware uh, State Police. Mm. Yeah. They have agreed to pay him $50,000 to resolve a federal lawsuit by a man who said troopers violated his constitutional rights by preventing him from warning motorists about an upcoming speed trap. 
The judgment was entered Friday in favor of Jonathan Gesford, 54, who said the law in the lawsuit, police unlawfully prevented him in engaging in peaceful protest by standing on the roadside, holding up a small car- cardboard side that read ro- radar ahead. So he would just stand like, you know, around the corner from where a right. cop was sitting there trying to catch people. And he would. That's yeah. I've heard of this people doing this before. I always appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, after Gesford raised the middle finger at troopers while driving away from the initial <laughs> encounter, he was then stopped and cited for improper use of a hand signal in his car. Yeah, that sounds oh like some God. bullshit. That is so bullshit. I, I think not only should he get the $50,000, this officer should be charged with uh, unlawful use of power. You know what oh, I mean? That's yeah. just over totally overuse. Yeah. yeah. You know he was just pissed off because he flipped him off. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 10 out of 10 times. Uh, police dash cam audio then captured troopers laughing and giggling at the notion of siding Guestford. So yeah. then then they even left evidence that they were doing it yeah. improperly? Yeah. This is... Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I just... Yeah, I'm down with him getting... I just think these... Uh, does it say anything about... It doesn't. I just don't see anything about it. But maybe they they were probably rep, reprimanded in some way. But I'm guessing they didn't get fired. You know what I mean? The the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People. I mean, I remember. I remember. It sounds like I'm 60 years old, uh, but I do remember defund police era of of holdings and. When 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 people come up with stories of this, I don't see why you should give uh, the Delaware police money if that this is what they use their resources on. Like literally, I don't understand it. I will never understand it. I don't have the capacity in me to to, to, to say that this is at all. Uh, logical or at all smart to do and uh, it's not what i i think uh a police should do well even right here uh the dash form video shows douglas racing after him at speeds of more than 100 miles an hour in a 55 mile mm. an hour zone just because he flipped him off yeah. uh he was asked uh is there a reason you were doing that box told that he was engaged, uh, that Guestford was engaged in disorderly conduct. Uh, mm. Box Box replied to Guestford. Oh, after Guestford told troopers that he was going to take legal action, take it to court. That's what I want you to do. So that's what he. Mm. The cop said to the to the guy, "We're going to mm. take you in. We're going to tow the car, and we're going to call social services for your kid." The police oh officer God. said, "That's a threat, it's, not a promise." Yeah, said the police officer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's both. <laughs> it's both a threat and a promise. <laughs> it's definitely a threat. Uh, lieutenant Christopher yeah. Pop, so the, le- the the lieutenant in this situation, said that guess uh, box. Uh, what box did was quote unquote pushing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Pop told tells box in a phone call, "You can't do that. That will be dropped." Uh, Box replies, yeah, it's going to get dropped. I told Douglas it's definitely going to get thrown out. Uh, ah, that's not really going to fly uh, what you did, buddy. 
So mm. even the lieutenant in the situation at the time was like, that is a that's not good. <laughs> mm. So I guess it, not all of them were bad cops, or but it seems like this guy wasn't, he didn't e reprimand him either for it. So right. that's not, yeah. yeah. I almost told you uh, a story uh, when we were talk talking about Burning Man that I kind of regret not telling you now that I was thinking about it. Okay. One of my favorite games, uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, I don't really care about uh, 1 or 3. Okay. But uh, Watch Dogs 2 is one of my favorite games. And one of the best missions in Watch Dogs 2, where whole of it is uh, laid to San Francisco, is a mission in Burning Man. <laughs> That's like Burning Man for me. I mean, I can understand the visuals of it in a video game would look cool. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. So yeah. cool. Yeah, one of my favorite missions. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, I like biopics. Do you like biopics? Some are better than others. I think it... But I, I, I generally like biopics. I think independent biopics are really good. I think when it comes yeah. to, like, Hollywood biopics, which Tron is going to talk about, uh, mm -hmm. there's a formula, and they follow it every time, and it's predictable as fuck. Yeah. Like Elvis. Like, yeah, or any... Uh, or Glitter. Glitter and Elvis were literally the same movie... As far as hey, like the leave Mariah Carey. <laughs> as far as like the pl <laughs> plot and the way that the story is designed, the f mm. formula for Elvis and Glitter are the same formula. Yeah. Hot take: I think uh, Glitter is a better movie than. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, I don't. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Then Elvis. Yeah, I sure. Think so. Yes. Anyway, uh, so Luke is Luke is going to tell. No, Tron is going to tell the truth about. Don't watch biopics. Read books. Hello. This is Tron. But Tron tells the truth. I don't like to watch biopics, even though what stars I do love, like Elton John, Johnny Cash, Queen, and the list is on and on and on. I don't want to watch them. And I don't always don't watch documentaries either. Because sometimes I see on the documentaries produced by, yeah, the same band. It's difficult to make documentaries and biopics about famous music stars because they can't stop you from using the right to their music in the movies. And if you do that, well, then the movie's not fun at all because, yeah, you, you, you get the point. Anyway, the movies are never fun. One time I, used, I was reviewing the Johnny Cash movie from a student radio many, many years ago. I loved it. It's so perfect, so brilliant. But again, when I started to look at his history, no, it's not like that. It's like how he wanted to be. Queen is exactly the same. There are so many things in the Queen movie that's totally bullshit, totally wrong. Well, I know you have to spice up a movie with some, you cannot always do totally copy of the reality. You have to dramatize it a little bit. But, okay, let's see how it all starts in every movie. You start from the bottom, you work yourself up, you meet the right people, you become a big star, and then the breakdown comes, and then, ba ba, big comeback in the end. Like, yeah, you see how it goes. In Johnny Cashmore, it was in San Quentin. Yeah, during the Queen movie, it was in Live Aid. Well, the most part, 
some of those things are true, but a lot of details here is wrong. In the Queen movie, it was so many wrongs. Like, uh, I don't even know what got into it. But again, that's why I never watch them. So, my good idea to you, read the books. Maybe read books about people seen from the outside. Not any book about some big stars they are good either. I read books about the vocals of my Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, from an author I will not name. So, somebody also likes to put some gossip into it. But reality is a lot more complex. Life to a person is a lot more complex. We like to see heroes as not normal people, just as heroes. If there happens something wrong with them, it's obvious on misunderstood things, blah blah blah. But people are definitely people when you come to this point. I wish they could make a movie being totally honest about the artist, about the writer, about, about the famous singer. It could be very interesting. But again, everybody has a product as well, so that will never happen. This was Tron, Don't Tron Stoof. Don't watch biopics, read books. Thank you, Tron, as always, and I do agree. Read a book. We'll talk about books a tiny bit later. Uh, but let's talk about uh, TV Round. I've seen a lot of random shit this week, that's for sure. Okay. Um, uh, I will begin uh, with a Netflix show that I did not know was popular at all. Uh, so I think they said uh, they had like 23 seasons in Japan before Netflix bought it and made it a show worth calling... Uh, it is she the wolf question mark um wait did so did netflix just buy all the seasons or they remade it for netflix no they remade it for netflix right yeah. okay okay yeah, yeah uh but it's I, I think they said like 20 i think it at least was 20 but i think it was like 23 seasons or whatever okay um but uh yeah it's a dating reality show with consequences um so uh there are uh um the whole concept is like they're there for, uh, to look for true love but hidden in the contestants on the female side just on the female side this is going to be a uh, uh, a point is a wolf, a separateur that is only pretending to fall in love, and uh, it's ten people, uh, and it can be an unknown number of wolves. Like uh, oh. I think, like it, it, it can be two, it can be five, it can be. I thought it could one. only. I thought it was just one, but okay, that's different. No, I think no. the, was the original version just one because I remember reading a description. No, oh, okay, no, and it's very addi addictive and very cozy and relaxing. I usually don't. I find things like this a little like, uh, like uneasing. Because it's like it's uh, uh, like it's uh, it's uh, you get a glimpse into people's life that you don't know, so it's very like 
out there. Uh, oh, I was wrong. It has run for 13 seasons on in Japan. Sure. Not 23, but uh, that's that's uh, a lot of seasons. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I I really like it. It's five men, five men, uh, women, uh, ten together, and uh, 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 it is uh, finding out who the wolf was. I could not guess it if you gave me six billion dollars i think uh that's one of the things i liked about this i have a tendency to like especially when i watch uh the american the mall uh where i i think this is as close as you get to the mall it it feels a little like the mall mi mixed with dating <laughs> it's like uh, a tiny bit wedge uh i think the, the whole concept of like some some of them like not being there for the right reasons is very intriguing um yeah and i'm not going to spoil this season uh but i will say the last episode totally got me i was like holy fuck is this really happening and the consequences out of that so yeah uh, I will give it actually a 6.5 look. Okay, anything else you saw? Uh, yeah, I saw the following events are based on a pack of lies. That is one shite title. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like one of those titles that if it did get popular, everybody would shorten it to Pack of Lies or pack something. Pack of Lies, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is it is a play on words of like it says in every like like real TV show, the following events are based on uh, true events and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's a, a story of two very different women and a con man that they have in common. It's a very unpredictable thriller. It has three fucking amazing characters. And uh, it's about Alice, that is this PA, uh, single mother and lifelong Madonna fan, because that will be a thing that's important, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and Caroline is this uh, uh, lady that uh, is a fantasy author. Uh, and uh, 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 I think... Uh, her husband just died and uh, lives alone with her toy poodle. And then we have Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. That is uh, very eccentric. And uh, he's this entrepreneur uh, that uh, maybe are maybe trying to uh, get money out of them and uh, they are maybe trying to destroy him because of that so it's a revenge story and um, yeah I really really recommend this I'm going to give it an 8.5 I think yeah 8.5 out of 10 it was really really fun uh, it's a UK BBB BBC show. So okay. really good. Alright, I saw something on Max. Uh Adventures of Fiona and Cake Adventure Time spin-off yeah. show. Um 
I was never a huge fan of Adventure Time. I've seen a bunch of it. Oh, I, I never, really? I never watched the whole series. Did you? Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big, big Adventure fan. I re even have some of their games. I just never got into it like a lot of people did. I know it's like pretty cult classic at this point. You know what I mean? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. I just, I, it's something I, I should go back at some point and watch it. Probably this, I don't think I'd probably continue watching. No, it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't really see a comparison other than the animation style to this and the ori right. original series. Uh, like, as far as, like, how it's all built and everything. Uh, mm. It's about a woman and her cat. Uh, and uh, she's having these crazy dreams about an ice prince. And she's like, these mm -hmm. seem like they're real for some reason to me. Uh can I just say that Dice Prince uh, plays a very big role in the original? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's connections to the original, right? Is that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Man. Right. And that's maybe one of the things that made me a little like angry at this show. It's like, it's supposed to be uh, a sequel, prequel, whatever. Right. Um, it's it just. it. Uh, at least the two episodes I saw. It didn't really mm. catch me. Like the cliffhanger yeah. at, at the end of episode one, so I, it felt like they should have gone one step beyond or one yep. scene beyond the end of episode one, and I would have been that would have yep. been a good cliffhanger, right? Mm. But they cut it at a point uh, at the ep end of episode one where I was like, okay, yeah, why should I? Why should I keep watching yeah. now? But yeah. if they would have gone one more scene yeah. in the end of episode one, I, it would have been good. It's just. I don't know, something about that made me go, uh, this is, uh, not that well thought out, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's fun. There's some good comedy in there, I guess. Some of the characters are, some of the characters are interesting. Um, the animation is, is what it is, I guess, you know? Uh, it's not, I don't think it's trying to be super good animation. You know what I mean? Right, it is trying to be very close to the original, I would say. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it's it's not trying to be Mario Brothers movie. No, no, no. right. It's trying to be it, it, its own self. Um, yeah, and yeah, for that, uh, the whole thing, I gotta give it like a what? A four. I'm thinking a four. Okay, I think that's incredibly nice. But uh, uh, I think that's a little like when you're not a fan of things and you don't have expectations of things. Yeah, that's true. Liking this. I really despise this weird uh, uh, a part of me that I didn't know was there before I saw this show. I watched uh, the first episode and I literally, I, I, I literally wrote down, uh, I'm never ever going to watch this again. And then I, and I breathed heavily and I said to myself, we have a rule, keep it for fuck's sake, watch episode two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I forced myself through episode two. Um, yeah, no, I did not have any uh, good time with this. Uh, there, there was no adventure in this adventure time spinoff. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm going to give it a two. I really, I can understand uh, that there are aspects of this that you like if you're not a, a fan. Uh, but for me, it was uh, just a piece of uh, turkey. 
Yeah, I thought I was low because the score is everywhere. It has 90% audience score, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 90% on IMDb. So I thought I was the one that was going to be low here. No. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, no, I've seen reviews of this, and people are, like, so fucking loving it. And I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, and it's not like it has a small amount of reviews either. Like, there's a lot of people no. talking about it, obviously, because yeah. the original was such a big show, right? So, yeah, mm. I'm surprised. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I saw an Australian show called What the F- uh, FIQ. <laughs> what the FIQ? Okay. So, it's like, what the fuck? Um, so, it's kind of Mythbusters. Uh, mixed with uh, do you remember a show from Netflix that was called A Thousand where they took a thousand people and oh like asked, pulled a plane yeah. or something yeah yeah okay like uh, what would happen no I'm thinking of one I, versus 100 what are you talking about no yeah no it was so this was like a Netflix show that was trying to be a little like Mythbusters where they took a, a thousand people uh, like they talked about having the toilet roll uh, one way or the other. Toilet what? Uh, toilet roll. What about a toilet roll? Sorry. Uh, 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 if it was like against the wall or from the wall. Oh, I don't remember this at all, no. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of mix with that, with Mythbusters. It's like, uh, is yawning really contagious? Uh, uh, could be a question. Uh, and then they uh, find out about that. Uh, in the first episode was one really interesting one about cell phones and uh, uh, using them on a plane. Uh, and in front of like gas, uh, uh, like when you tank your gas to your car. Uh, so it's a little like, yeah, they do experiments and find out what what, what is the thing about things. So it's a little mixed of uh, uh, that thousand people show on Netflix and Mythbusters. I liked it. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Something that wasn't good, uh, Spellbound. I think you recommended this to me, right? No, I didn't recommend it. I said, you should see this. Okay, I think that's recommending it. But uh, No, I think uh, I have to take a little there. I think recommend would uh, be, hey, do you want to see this good show? I, I think I could construe it when somebody says, Hey, do you want to see it? I think anybody would construe that as like, Hey, you should see the show. But, uh, mm. okay. It's not very good. I mean, it, no, it's if, terrible. If you like the TV show Degrassi, uh, you would maybe <laughs> enjoy this because it felt very Degrassi to me. Didn't it? Wait, it had like even... the same camera work, <laughs> yes. same acting yes. level. Like it felt like it was made in 2005 almost. <laughs> The animation is completely made in 2004, at least. It, it's the worst smoke monster from Lost. <laughs> Especially felt, in the beginning scene. It just felt like they took cameras from that decade, and like even the video quality itself <laughs> right. is like that level of video quality. I expected yeah. it to be yeah. in 4 3 aspect ratio. Um. <laughs> I, 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 no joke, I have it as 
Uh, I, I wrote down here, probably the worst show since the weekend show. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, like, that's worse to me, definitely, just because they're adults. These are a bunch of right. teenagers, right? So, like, you got to put but that in. the acting is, in this is atrocious. I, I don't understand this how is the fuck soap opera in this show. This was yeah. so I can tell this is soap opera production. It's one shot, one kill. There's no going back for a second takes, oh. you know what I mean? Like it they just pumped the show out for sure, which yeah, I'm sure that's the same with Degrassi is how it that's why it, it felt that way, you know, just like mm. um like they just are reading the lines right off a script practically cuz they literally just read it off a script and now they're saying it. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um the story is well, oh yeah, what's it about? It's about a a girl who's a in a dance academy in yeah. France, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she finds out that her whole family are witches. Uh, Magic. And they call them wizens. So I guess that's like I'm assuming that's the female version of a wizard, right? A v- wizard I... and a wizen. I have never heard that before. I think it's made up for the show. I think that's. I don't think it, you've ever heard it because it's not a real thing. Oh, it's so weird. I wonder though. Maybe I should look that up if that is a real thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not just not very good. No, I will actually say it is probably. I really wanted you to see this so you could share in the pain of watching this. Uh, yeah, no, it is one of the worst shows of the year. No joke. Uh, there's no redeeming qualities about this whatsoever. Uh, the, the acting is bad. Uh, the special effects are atrocious. The camera work is atrocious. Uh, the storyline is atrocious. Uh, the music is even more atrocious. That intro music to f- episode one, I started laughing. So it was way hard. too long. Also, <laughs> it's, so long. it's the longest intro of a show I've seen in like twenty years. It just felt like it kept going. <laughs> like I said, I I have nothing nice to say about this show other than. I have seen two episodes of it, and I can promise you, I will never oh, ever no. watch this again. If no, like this is what I are. If if there's a god and there's a devil, this, this is what I play in hell on repeat. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very cheaply done. Obviously, okay. So I'm seeing wizen is a real word, but it's an archaic okay. variant of wizened. That's the mm-hmm. definition. So what's wizened? Shrinkle, oh, shriveled or wrinkled with age. So yeah, it has nothing is... to do with witches at all whatsoever, at least in the original cool. context. But it, I guess, maybe wrinkled and withered with age, like the traditional idea of a witch is an old lady, right? Maybe that's yeah. Yeah. yeah now, so this is going to get a glorious score of absolutely zero. Uh, I have absolutely nothing positive to say about the show. Other than this, I will give it this. Oh, wait. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think of some... Like, I'm usually (laughs) able to come up with some little thing that's like... There's a little glimmer of hope there, you know what I mean? But I got got nothing here, so I'm going to give this a zero also. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That is so so weird. If you were a huge fan of Degrassi in 2005, like I said, maybe <laughs> you could get some nostalgia from this show. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm. Okay, uh, I saw a documentary from A&E called Secrets of Penthouse. Uh, this is uh, the story about Bob Gishon. I have never heard of this guy in my entire life. And he is the guy that was behind uh, Playboy, and uh, uh, he was the one that started uh, Penthouse. I thought, I thought, like, no joke. I thought, uh, thought like everything uh, around like Playboy was with Hugh uh, Hugh Hefner and things like that. So when this this guy got introduced, I had never heard about them. He died in 2010, and uh, then he had lost all of his fucking money. And uh, uh, they talked to his family and uh, people that have never like spoken about him before. He's a total asshole, and uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting enough. I think problem with A&E is that their documentary style is uh, atrocious. Uh, there's just one episode out, but I would say I recommend it enough to give it like maybe a 5.5. But uh, be a little bit wary that it's an A&E show, so there's that. Right, it's probably pretty cheaply done, yeah. Um, yes. Stars on Mars finale, did you see this? Yes. I was kind of disappointed by the cheesiness of the ending, I guess, but mm -hmm. I I just think uh, the one back uh, drawback to the show is the host, who is uh, William Shatner. Atrocious. Yeah. Uh, I just, if, if he feels like he's just, I guess it's all like a big joke and everything, it's a big comedy, but like there's something about him in the show that makes me, every time I he comes on screen, I'm like, okay, I could do without this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what did you think about the winner, though? Uh, was also not super happy with who won, but... No. The way they did the final competition, <laughs> they... Were we supposed to know that they were supposed to be studying, like, right. things the whole time? I, I did... Uh, I thought a little about this. Because uh, the, there's a competition. That we will talk about that they made up rules on the on the way because they didn't really know what this show was about and this ending really really felt like uh oh we're just uh we have to end this show now so i guess we will do this because at one of the ending competitions is they have uh they have to do like a trivia thing yeah which would be yeah. fine if the whole time during the rest of the show there was somewhat some either trivia competitions happening or they yeah. we were told hey uh, while they're on their off time they have to sit there with a book and like study these like Agri space things like which never came yeah. up so it was just very yeah. confusing uh i mean i do like the aspect of like how at the very end kind of one group that kind of stuck together the whole time ended up mm -hmm. because there is, that means it the big brother aspects of it worked uh yeah. but yeah the last episode was kind of a disappointment i agree okay uh that was the last thing i watched uh 
Well, there's uh, One Piece. Oh, yeah, One Piece. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Uh, yeah, I got a little bit confused in the beginning uh, because I thought uh, they said that uh, the women were not allowed to come back to uh, the hall to pick uh, more of the men. Uh, well, that was the big twist in the middle of, of this episode is that... Uh, yeah. The three women, uh, they had to uh, pick between, uh, or they had to drop one guy, right? But then the one yeah. girl didn't actually have to drop the guy, even though she said, "Oh, I think I'm gonna drop the, I'm gonna drop him," but she didn't. Mm. But we thought she did, right? Because she went yeah. to the guy's room and she was like crying, and yeah. like he was like, "Oh man, this is so so tough," but then. He ended up just being there, and she didn't get to pick in the next hall run-through. That was so... Right. None of it made sense. And they were like, all new guys. And like they said last time, all new guys. <laughs> One of the guys was somebody who returned from the last hall. Yeah. No, not from the last hall, from the first hall. Was he from the first... Well, one of the halls, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first hall, yeah. Which... And we they, recognized him right away. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's got a giant, a amazing, dude. beautiful beard. <laughs> like, this guy's not, like, a yeah. uh, discreet fellow. He's very standout, mm. you know what I mean, with that giant beard. But they literally, last episode, said, uh, uh, we're never, ever going back to the hall. Uh, that's what they said last episode. And this episode, they were like, oh, we're going into the hall again. We promise you it will be for the last time. But uh, at this point... I am so fucking done with them, like, saying things, not holding it, that it's, like, lunacy. It's it's just, like, crazy. Uh, and, well, I think we found out this time that, because we were questioning at last podcast whether they had picked mm -hmm. three times in the hall or whether they had picked two at once and then one right. and another hall. Yes. And so that... They confirmed they don't that make it less confusing in this fucking episode. That's well, for sure. No, they confirm that exact thing that in this yeah. episode that uh, that they picked twice the first time and then then they mm -hmm. picked one, but there were two separate halls, like two separate ver like. But like we said in the in that episode, there wasn't two separate ones. There were the exact mm. same ones, or not the exact same ones, but there were similar people. Right, the one guy who uh, did he get kicked out this week? I don't remember. Oh, uh, yes. Kenny got kicked out this week. Kenny right. got kicked out. <laughs> no, I was talking to a guy about the guy with the awesome shirt. That guy was yeah. the one that was uh, in the both the first hall and the second hall. And then the guy with the big beard was in the first right. hall and the third hall. So, like, yes. when they say all new guys, it's never all new guys. It just, mm -hmm. uh, like, like that. And when they're in the hall, they always say they can't talk to each other. And then they yeah. just go and they talk to each other. Well, I don't understand why... Why they don't just like reshoot that, or like say, right. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Oh, look. What? I think we did something wrong. What? I don't think this was the notes for One Piece. Oh, oh, oh! This is. Oops. Let me check. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Uh... That was the love experiment. That was a love experiment, episode three. Jeez, uh, we must have watched the wrong show oh somehow. Gosh. I didn't. How did we do that? That's fucking weird. 
Um, uh, well, I guess we have to continue covering the love experience. Instead so. of One Piece, which I also did see One Piece. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the real One Piece. Yeah, so, uh, uh, full disclosure, we found out everybody is talking about this show. We don't really have anything interesting to bring uh, into One Piece discussion. Uh, it, we found out it's more interesting for us to cover uh, the love experiment, so uh, we decided to do that. There's <laughs> just more to talk about with the love yeah, experiment than yeah. there is one piece that hasn't already been covered because nobody else yeah. is covering the show also. So yeah, and it's so bad. Like this is a show mm -hmm. that's so bad it's worth covering also. Oh yeah, it's just the whole thing is so broken that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm confused at the end of every episode. I mean, the cliffhanger of this one <laughs> is that they kicked out some guys, and now new yeah. guys are coming in from the hall. And our favorite guy, Kenny, is one of yeah. the dudes that got kicked out, which we yeah, were both... we were so disappointed in. Right. Because he was our hero. And uh, we only like one of the women. That is also a little bit funny. And she totally had sex in this episode, but said, Oh, we just kissed. Yeah, no, yeah, but the guy also said <laughs> nothing happened, but in a way to the other guys where it was like, wink, wink, wink nothing wink. happened, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> okay, let's talk about One Piece, because I really did watch that as yeah, well. Yeah, I did uh, also. I, I'm a little bit curious. Uh, you're not as big fan as me as the original, uh, so I will... I've only seen... First. Like, I just ha like, the original is oh, thousands of episodes, so it's like... Right. I haven't seen I have, all of it. I've seen around, I would say, maybe two, three hundred episodes. Um, okay. Somewhere. Yeah, I haven't seen... I've seen a little bit, little bits here and there when people yeah. were watching it that were into it at the time when it was really starting to pop off, I would say, mm -hmm. um, in America, which, like, obviously it was big uh, in, in Japan way before that. And I also have to say something before I forget it. If you want uh, to have the people that are originally in the original One Piece, you can turn the Japanese uh, audio on, and it's the people that voiced uh, the people in. Oh the, yeah, I was going to ask you uh, the reality. So fun. The Japanese reality show you watched, whatever uh, the Wolf mm -hmm. one. It was that dubbed or in English yeah. or not? It was okay. Yeah. 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 Alright. Yeah. Um. Yeah, One Piece. I mean, this show is amazing. I don't. I'm not, so like I said, I've only amazing. seen a little bit here and there of, of the original, but like, yeah. I, I heard somebody say, I don't remember who, a podcast I was watching, or listening to something, uh, mm. they were saying that it's a lot of fan service, and that if you're not a, if you haven't seen a lot of One Piece, that you won't really get it, and I understand that, mm -hmm. but I followed along perfectly fine, there's certain things that we've watched recently where... It's so much fan service that if you haven't seen every little bit of context from the rest of the original series, you won't understand what's right. happening. That's not that's not this that's not this at all. I, I want to bring in proof number one: Sandman. Sandman is the perfect fucking example of that, where I loved the show because I had read everything about it. Luke didn't like it because he was so fucking lost because they jumped around and were like, you have to know the original material. That is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of that werewolf show that they made a movie about. 
Uh, oh, yeah. That uh, was another one where it was like, yeah. if you haven't seen every bit of this werewolf TV show, you're not going to have a fucking clue what's happening right. in the movie. Um, and we we were not a big fan of the TV show, so we didn't like the movie. Was it Wolf Like Me? Some, it was something something wolf wolf something teen wolf yeah. teen wolf teen wolf yeah teen maybe wolf. it was that it was teen wolf yeah <laughs> um so yeah I, the this was not that it was totally no i was having so much fun with the characters and getting to know like mm. the individual individual um concepts what i'm to understand is like this series which i've seen three and a half episodes I don't know. You probably mm. saw. Did you see the whole thing already? No, I've seen uh, less than you. I've seen two episodes. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that. Uh, I am going to watch more, by the way. Oh it's yeah, for sure. I haven't that I haven't that time. <laughs> I added it to my list of things to finish before the end of the year. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it's a. Uh, it's just really well put together. I know they spent so a lot of money on it, and it and it. It shows. It shows. Yeah. yeah, it's the most expensive uh, TV show per episode. Oh, per episode. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and mostly it is actually because uh, most of the things you see in the show is not the CG. It is actually practical things. Well, like real example, castles. Fucking, yeah. yeah, they build the fucking ships in 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 the show. Like right, yeah, uh, yeah. To scale, to scale. That's crazy. And it's the animation is super crisp and looks oh, like amazing. Good. Like all um right, we should oh. say what it's about. It's about a, a, a world where pirates rule because uh rule the sea is because one pirate hid a treasure years and years ago and now yeah. that all these people are, ha- have been out trying to find this treasure uh for years and have uh it they even say there's it's the one, there's one government against all these pirates, basically, in the mm-hmm. world. That's how the world is. And there's one guy, one young boy who grows up in this world and wants to be the greatest pirate of all, right? And find this mm-hmm. treasure called the One Piece. Yeah, and uh, that is the... I mean, that's more or less the uh, uh, setup to the original show as well. So, I, I can say this as a fan. I... Don't think they uh, could have done better. I I I see nothing fucking wrong with this show. Uh, it is a little bit weird because I I I um, I'm I'm so so a fan of uh, 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 many things, and when I see them turn it into like screen, uh, it loses a lot of like. Uh, meaning and things like that. I I did not think they would uh, do as good a uh, job as they did. Uh, I can say nothing uh, negative about this. Absolutely nothing. I just uh, I'm scared a little bit that yeah. um, season like the the traditional oh we're going to have a more. season 2 and then yeah. the show will never come back again because we spent yeah. so much fucking money on it also i think also uh strike is getting me a little like uh, oh that too yeah i didn't think about that yeah. i mean it's an amazing show though and it's definitely worth checking out i don't think lots of people would like this even if they don't like what the pirate genre oh, yeah. because it's also more than just about pirates um yep there's sci-fi-ish elements or something? I don't know how to describe mm. it. 
Uh, I'd give this a... Jeez, I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, I, there was one thing where uh, some of them... The first time you see that original pirate that gets killed, <laughs> he's got the goofiest fake mustache ever. So there are some like weird costume things, but other than that, other than that, mm. perfect. Perfect. Cool. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I don't regret uh, not covering this because uh, it's also a little bit hard to just watch one episode, to be fair. Yeah, it's a definitely a bingeable show. Like, you just oh, want to sit down and watch it all at once. That's why, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm going to do, at least. Uh, and I think, the other, like we said, the other one is just... There's just so much more to talk about, because there's so much yeah. like, weird crap going on in it. Yeah, so we are going to cover uh, Love Experiment instead. I am sorry if people are a little bit disappointed in that. But uh, me and Luke are having so much fun with it, so... And there's, like, ten other people you could go listen to One Piece reviews for, from, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one of the biggest cable companies uh, says cable TV isn't working. That is a thing that they should have thought of. <laughs> it's almost early. like people have been saying this for, like, the last ten years or something. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> I think the first time I ever heard it was when, um, what was that thing, the, the original TiVo box, when that yes. came out, that's oh the first God. time I remember it being discussed. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest cable companies in the United States has a message for media companies and partners. The traditional cable TV model is broken and needs to either be fixed or abandoned. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I say the second thing. <laughs> cable TV has become too expensive for both customers and providers. Charter yeah. Communication said in an 11-page presentation to investors on Friday. Uh, they say the rising fees that are contributing to cord cutters is a vicious cycle. They're like, we have right. to, to make the same amount of money, we have to charge more because there's less people using our service. But if we charge more, more people are going to leave <laughs> because they don't want to pay that much. Yeah, I right. totally get it. So yesterday, uh, funny enough, uh, my neighbor uh, knocked on my door. He usually doesn't do that, so uh, it's 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 usually to borrow uh, a battery uh, or something. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Him and me are like, uh, like we we say hello to each other. He's very speaking he's, terms. We are on speaking terms. Yes. Right. Uh, the first night I was there, he pissed on my carpet, but that's... <laughs> okay. Uh, do you remember me telling you that? I don't remember I that. I don't know why oh, I don't yeah. remember that. It seems like something I should remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did tell you that. Uh, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're we're on speaking terms. We say hello. Um, and uh, uh, we got to talking because uh, um, in my apartment complex... Uh, Included is uh, is uh, access to uh, cable, and uh, I asked him. Uh, we we got to talk about like linear and like uh, uh, Netflix and things like that because he was asking about Netflix because he knows I I, I use it, and uh, and and we got to be talking and he said, yeah, do you know what I haven't used. Uh, my cable since I I moved in, and I said me neither. <laughs> it's like why why are they paying 
<laughs> a lot of money for a cable that nobody we know in this apartment complex uses. And he is friends with other people in this apartment complex. Right, okay. And he said, like, he also had talked to them, like, what is the point of, like, the gov government, not, not the government, but, like, wh who is in charge of this uh, commune? Uh, because we pay, like, uh, I think it's, like, $300 a month for, for like, uh, keeping up the cost of, like, the uh, cleaning, uh, salting the road, uh, cable TV, and internet. So, internet is also, like, uh, free here. So right, that's nice. sure. Yeah. Uh, or free-ish. Sometimes um, what it could be is yeah. if you... You'll get internet cheaper if you put it in the bundle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, literally that. He said the reason why why uh, uh, the commune of the or the government of of, of where I live got it for so free uh, for for so cheap was because they uh, got also cable. It was more expensive for them to lay uh, internet there than than both get cable. And the internet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so fucking weird. Well, it's because they the cable company wants people on their service, so they're willing yeah. to pay the get less money if they have more subscribers, yeah. which gives them yeah. more advertising dollars. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's also so false fucking numbers because, like, I know no one that work, watches linear TV. Right. No yeah. One. But you're technically subscribed to their service. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Let's talk about chess instead. Uh, and I'm not talking about the musical Luke never had heard about before today, but I am talking about the game. Yeah, we talked about this story many times, I guess, in the past. The whole butt plug uh, story. The incident, uh, yeah. The Hans Niemann butt plug incident. Uh, he settled a lawsuit out of court with chess.com, right? Uh, right. It was a $100 million lawsuit against, uh, oh, Magnus Carlsen and others, uh, I think that was chess.com, had against mm -hmm. him, was settled out of court. I, we don't actually know, like, the details of what happened. Like, the, Nothing. Right. Um, but we do know that he is now allowed to, to continue to play, right? Yep. And, um... Magnus Carlsen said, I'm totally willing to play with him now, and it's yep. all good, and I believe, I, I think probably part of this uh, settlement was you have to come out and say, I don't think he cheated. Yeah. Right. And that's literally what he did. Does he believe it? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But no. he had to say it because of the no. settlement. Right. Yes. There is absolutely no chance in hell, and I, I, I say this with pretty confident in my voice that he believes what he said. I have absolutely no belief in that he believes in what he said. Yeah, we're I not in his heads, but yeah. No. No. Um, Yet. Yeah, so that kind of the end of that whole thing, unless something comes up with him cheating again, yeah. like that was a, that was a, definitely a big controversy for sure uh, mm. this year. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up in our tournament of controversies at the end of the year. We will see. Yeah. I'm always thinking of things like that. 
<laughs> if you want to learn about chess, uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of audiobooks about chess on Audible. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free trial of Audible and a free book, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Get a 30-day trial and a free credit for some kind of audio media on Audible. Uh, cancel any time and you get to keep your audio book or audio file and it helps us out. Movie round. I guess I'm going to start uh, with Ninja 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 Turtles. Uh, back in the half shell. Um, so this is called Teenage Minion Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, uh, a fully animated uh, thing uh, with absolutely no one other than Maya Rudolph. That uh, oh Seth Rogen of course uh, right yeah <laughs> and Shaki Shan as Splinter uh, but uh, not uh, any known actors uh, that like plays uh, Raphael Manchlo and so on uh, but uh, Rocksteady is John Cena uh, and things like that I really dig this <clears throat> I uh, I thought it was good. Um, I went into it with extremely low expectations. I think that helped uh, tremendously. I'm not sure I like this kind of animation style, to be 110% honest. I uh, get there trying to modernize like uh, um, it from like what we were used to. For me personally, I think that is maybe my biggest problem with it. Is the animation style. Yeah, I've seen um, a commercial. It looks, I don't know, like blocky, weird looking. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I, I I can't, I can't like give it a super high grade, uh, mostly because of that. And I think that's uh, kind of uh, the biggest problem. Because, okay. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I mean, uh, one of the writers of this is fucking Seth Rogen. And I, I think the writing in it is very, very, very good. I think the story is very, very good. And it it felt very like Teenage uh, Ninja Turtles. But uh, the animation was like, it was so distracting at times that it threw me a little, <clears throat> sorry, threw me a little out of like enjoyment of the show itself. Uh, or the movie itself, sorry. Um, it has an IMDb rating at 7.4. I I would probably have given it a 7 if it wasn't for the animation style. So I will give it a 6, sadly. Okay, I saw... Let's talk about... Mm, plane, I guess. This came out way earlier in the year. Uh, yeah. Which I've been wanting to see it just because it... Uh, seem like an interesting concept. It's about mm-hmm. a pilot who's flying just a commercial airliner, and it hits a storm, and they crash, but they crash onto this island that is run by a group of uh, militants. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to like uh, try it's to get not back the, home. The game Far Cry. Um. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Gerard Butler is the main character in yes. this. Not a whole lot of other people you would really know, I don't think. Yeah. No. Uh, it was on Stars for a really long time, and I ended up uh, getting the app 
just to watch this movie, mostly because they had you could get a month for three dollars. So it's like I'll give it a shot. I'll oh, be honest, cheap. the movie's middle of the road, kind of fun, like uh, popcorn. Take your brain off of everything. There's not a whole lot wrong with it. Not a whole lot great with it. So I'd give it like a mm. six. Uh, the the app itself is like the most bland, just uh, cut and paste, easiest. There's, it kind of looks like HBO Max, and it kind of looks like Hulu, except if you cut down all the other extra options and just had it like the the simplest form you could possibly get. Um, definitely doesn't look like a Netflix or uh, a par- or I'm a Peacock, or it looks. Very, like, uh, cut down, cut and dry. Um, I wouldn't really recommend getting it. I'm not going to keep the subscription for it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think the wrestling show, there, they have that uh, heels. It's pretty good. I'll watch a few things this month, just because I already paid $3 for it. But other than that. Yeah. Well, I saw something terrible this week. Uh, it was called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm very sorry to report that this is a shit movie. Um, I don't know if this make made me as angry as uh, Crystal Skull made me. Because that actually made me angry. Um, I remember the first time I saw... I, I Because I saw the premiere of that in the cinema. And I hadn't read uh, going into Crystal Skull that uh, M. Night Shyamalan had wrote uh, most of it. Uh, And it has one of the most M. Night Shyamalan endings of all time, I think. Uh, So when I went into Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, I have to admit that my expectations for this movie was pretty low. Sure, yeah. And uh, I uh, had read some reviews of it, and <sighs> there's a word I like to call uh, say that I, I call nostalgia baiting. And this is a movie all about nostalgia baiting. Uh, they are trying to put this movie into context with other movies in the franchise. By de-aging Harrison Ford. It does not work. And I think... I'm not sure if I think this is worse or better than Crystal Skull. But I do think it's more or less on the same level. I think I, I did... I had no enjoyment of this whatsoever. There are some very cool scenes in it, and I think that uh, uh, to a certain degree there are some very good acting in this. I very much like the villain. Uh, uh, um, uh, Mats Mikkelsen is very good as the villain, but he played the same fucking role in uh, in, uh, James Bond, so it felt a little like that. Uh, But... Yeah, no, I I can't give it more than uh, four, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a disappointing four. Okay, um, let's see. Let's talk about one and a half day, yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. Or a day and a half, 
A Day and a, a Half. A Day and a Half. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swedish movie. It's about a guy who kidnaps his wife to get his daughter back, and mm-hmm. uh, a hostage negotiator, I guess, who's uh, mm-hmm. with them. They end up getting in a car, and they kind of are trying to drive across the entire country, basically, is what it yeah. seems like. It's a road movie, kind of. <laughs> it's a hostage road movie, yeah. Yeah. But it's very good. I, I, uh, I'm not going to say that it's revolutionary in any ways, uh, because it definitely isn't. No. And it felt felt like a, a thousand other movies at at points, but it's not it's not bad in any way either. The it's acting like, is really good. There's good. Yeah, there's, the acting says it. There's really good much. points in it, and then there's really good there or there's really like. Exciting spots, and then there's a lot of t- downtime. There's, yeah. I wouldn't even, but I wouldn't call it boring. I would just call it like no, uh, it's suspenseful. Suspense oh, building. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. I really liked the ending without spoiling it. Uh, I think they did as good as they could with ending. Yeah, it was there a little some... weird, like how you would. Yeah, we the thing about these kind of movies when we watch them together we're always kind of guessing what's going to happen obviously mm-hmm. and we didn't really i mean we guessed this but it was like the last thing on our list that we thought would happen right yeah yeah and i it it worked for this uh but i i don't think it would have worked otherwise uh it it has a indie feeling of it that's one of the things i also liked about it uh, because it's it's very clearly shot on a budget. Uh, there are more or less three people in this movie. Uh, there are some side characters. I would say uh, the performance of my uh, liking was the parents. And they played a huge part in what I think of the ending. Uh, but uh, yeah, her parents in this totally fucking changed the movie for me. If if that scene uh, was not in this movie, I would probably have have not liked it as much as I did. But well, I mean, that scene after, was pivotal to like the entire. It was story. So, like you couldn't have done the ending the way they did it without that right. scene. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that uh, making me hate them as much as I hate them uh, was really good. Uh, but yeah, what do you, do you give this movie? Uh, I think I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah, I'm right there. Bye. There's some bad green screen effect during some of the driving yeah. scenes in the background of the car. Uh, yep. but like you said, it was done on a budget, clearly. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was very, uh, fun. Uh, yeah, the director of this movie was in this movie the whole time. I like that. <laughs> he's the he's the uh, policeman. He always plays a policeman, and he's very good at uh, playing that role in this this uh, film as well. Okay, you give it a score. Yeah, I said uh, seven point five. I I, I, told, oh, I agree okay. with you. I said, you yeah. agreed with me. All right. Uh, yes. Oh, y- your turn. Yeah, that was the last movie I saw. Oh, it was I saw, okay. I saw yeah. Hypnotic. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Ben Affleck uh, as the main character. And William Fincher as the bad guy. Um, Mm -hmm. 
it's about a it's about a detective who his daughter dies and he finds out that there's some kind of connection between the killer of his daughter and this string of bank robberies that is very strange because they they go into the bank and they only steal one safety deposit box per bank. They don't go in and steal cash. They don't go in and steal a whole bunch of jewels or anything. They go into each bank and just steal one safety deposit box. And he, he finds out there's some weird connection between that and the guy who killed his daughter like a few years ago. Uh, he's Ooh. currently like in therapy for that. And uh, he goes... So it's kind of... Mm, it's kind of a... Uh, what crime drama, but also has a bunch of sci-fi elements. I don't really want to talk about because you just have to see mm -hmm. it. Um, right. Yeah, it's kind of an inter it's super interesting concept. The filming of it is it feels like they brought this movie directly out of two thousand and eight, like two thousand ten at the latest, somewhere in the early two thousands, I mid two thousands is what I'm thinking. I mean Ben Affleck doesn't add doesn't help with that, obviously. But the way the movie is put together, the way it's filmed, it just feels like uh early two thousands film. <laughs> Even the concept for it kind of feels uh like something that would have been made back then. It just doesn't feel two thousand twenty three. So in that mm. way it feels old, you know, old hat or whatever. I'm thinking mm. I'm probably going to give it, like, a 3.5, I'm guessing. Ooh, that's slow. The storyline's interesting, but everything around it is really broken. Um, mm. But I do like the ending. It's got a kind of a nice twist ending to it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not good at all whatsoever, but I think it's worth checking out just for the story. Yeah. Mm. Is this a movie you think I would like? I think you probably have fun with it. It's like one you can turn your brain off and watch. You don't really need to like it. It's kind of a thinker, but like not very much at all. It's like hmm. it's like a low budget. Um, uh, I I don't want to say that because it'll spoil things. So it's a low budget uh, something movie. There you go. <laughs> it's low budget. That's okay. all. <laughs> Something movie. Right, I, I, I was gonna compare it to uh, another movie, but I realized if I said that, it would spoil what's in this movie, and yeah, <laughs> that would spoil. <laughs> yeah, spoil, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a, a love, uh, 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 low budget, The Sixth Sense. Oh, you mean he sees dead ghosts? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I caught my, I caught myself, so I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we interrupt this uh, special broadcast with some news. Oh, we don't, but uh, that would be uh, not a, a thing that we have done before or something, because we definitely didn't cover January 6th or anything. Uh, CNN uh, News said, uh, Max is saying that CNN News might interrupt your streaming uh, in the future. Uh, this is such a bad idea. The streaming service formerly known as HBO Max. Uh, yeah. The bad news is that the parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, has been working on a feature that you'll absolutely hate. Um, yeah. The good news is that they have parked it for now. Uh, it's what, what they're saying is that like you would get CNN alerts while you're on HBO Max. So if you're trying to yeah, watch a movie is. or you're trying to watch a TV show, it'll pop up with yeah. like a little box that is telling you like, 
oh, breaking news, this is happening, or something like that. Don't fucking do that. I don't... I. It's like... I... There's something that's happened in the last bunch of years, not only with streaming service sites and their interfaces, like their um, user interface, but also with just uh, social media um, user interfaces and website interfaces where it's like they make it intentionally complicated to try to trick you into watching what they want you to watch right. or seeing the yeah. tweet that they want you to see or what or yeah. you know the facebook post they want you to to see the sponsored thing on prime that they Follow want you to the narrative yeah the sponsor uh, sponsored item <laughs> they want you to buy on amazon like yeah. it's all yeah. these things aren't built like for your convenience they're built like no. completely the opposite of being convenient for yeah. you which is like super annoying and uh, this is just like a symptom of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When I read this article, I was like, "Who was the fucking moron that uh, came up with this atrocious bad idea?" And then I thought about it. Oh, it just sounds like they want to introduce cable TV into our streaming service again. Well, I think it has to do with that article we just read about how cable TV is is dying, yeah. and CNN, yeah. their whole uh, customer base. And business model is based on cable television, so they have yeah, to. Yeah, well, it's in... not entirely true. It's based on hospitals not turning off the TV. Yeah, but the, those TVs are are using <laughs> cable television, um, and they tried that streaming it's based on, on eighty year old people not finding their remote. Right on their cable TV. Um, they tried that streaming service. If you don't remember CNN Plus, and that really worked out well for them. Yeah, that so really worked out well. I think this is their next option. Is like, well, yeah. can we just like put our stuff in other shows that people are already watching? To like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, breaking news: uh, DeSanta sneezed. Exactly. That's like what it, it would. Level, it would yeah. devolve into that over a bunch of years. It would start out being yeah. like the major news, and then eventually it would be that, like yeah. Balloon Boy. It would get breaking news on Balloon Boy. <laughs> Balloon Boy. Do you think uh, those parents and that kid talk to each other today? Today. Yeah. Um, that's a good I question. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What Probably an not. Awful mother. Probably not, yeah. right? Yeah. What's some fucking awful parenting? I mean, I thought I had bad parents. Uh, that was bad until that. Well, let's uh, watch a trailer about uh, the balloon mo uh, mom, the good mother. Vertical. Vertical. Mm. Hillary Swank. So that means that she has to be boxing in this movie because that's what she does. She's never been in any other movie but that boxing movie. I mean, nope. Never. I don't think that's what you should be thinking about right now, love. I loved Michael, and I'm sad. He's Is there like a weird tint to all the shots in this? Like a, like a blue white. Like look at that. It's like a blue white tint happening. Yeah, that is switch. It's definitely trying to look very in there. Oh yeah, that's there's that's a stylistic choice. That wasn't like a. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, this looks terrible. That's about fifty thousand dollars worth. Of oh my god, that is a bad shot. I want you. To right? Yeah, you can fairly there? see what's that happening. So bad. might have been in business together. Okay, oh, is this... so this is clearly a director that's trying to be very indie with uh, okay budget. 
and they got Hillary Swank somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two time nominated? What was the other thing she was nominated for? I don't know. I know she was for a million dollar paper. Well, maybe it was twice for the same movie in different categories. Oh, that could be, yeah. Yeah. You followed him? He could have killed you. Yeah, this just looks so generic. Like. Yeah. Kind of looks like it's trying to rip off Breaking Bad a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I saw the person who broke in. Jesus. But I think Christ it's about. Almighty. I think it's about fentanyl. I think this is what this whole thing is. It's a little bit funny how close to the lady from Grace Autonomy she looks without makeup. I don't, I don't see that at all, but okay. <laughs> You're talking about the main yeah. character? Yeah, the main character from Grace Autonomy. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, she looks like Ellen, whatever her first... Uh, right, I know who you're talking about, I just don't see it. Yeah. I know more than anyone. Especially with short hair, she looks like her. Oh. Maybe I just haven't seen the Grey's Autonomy lady in a, a while, or something. Maybe that's... Yeah. Okay, what is this totally going to be Oscar-nominated movie about? Uh, because I've seen the scores for this. After the murder of her estranged son, a journalist forms an unlikely alliance with his pregnant girlfriend to track down those responsible. Together, they confront a world of drugs and corruption in the underbelly of a small city. It's called the Good Mother, I should have said. 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, though, but 32% on Fandango, <laughs> and 63% of Google users liked it, which is low for Google users. Yeah, uh, like I was telling Luke... Uh... Uh, it has 32 audience score on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 19 uh, with with uh, people that uh, critique it. That's not very high. No, but I got a 10 out of 10 from the IMDb, so we can start out with a good oh one Oh my here. god, that sounds uh, amazing. Excellent meditation on grief and the familia, fam, family ties that bind. Hilary Swank... And Marissa, a mother mourning her the loss of her son, what seems like an open and shut case turns into something more sinister as the movie moves along. Jack Renner stars as Marissa, Marissa's other son, a cop who shoulders the burden of holding what is left of his family together. It will keep you guessing until the very end. Highly recommend. Okay. Well, Gerald Dean J also gave it a pretty good score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh... She gave it five out of six stars. Maybe too artsy for mainstream crowds. Yeah, that's definitely the problem. Uh, for, but for me, it echoed the epic tragedy sweeping small towns in a thoughtful way. I thought that's what it was about. Uh, six out of ten on IMDb from Sub Exo Gravity. Catch it at home, don't see it in the theaters. It's not a bad movie, but whether you like it or not, there <laughs> is a style of movie that we are now used to seeing on the big screen and a style of movie we're see used to seeing at home. Uh, I don't want to seem like I didn't like the movie. It was a good crime drama and had some pretty good acting. It was a slow drama It was a slow drama that went by too fast, but it was cool story but the, the story was cool to unravel. I would recommend paying the money to see it in the comfort of your own home, though. There you go. Okay. Mm. Uh, Concello T gave it uh, half a star and said, Hillary Swank is not uh, worth my time or money. 
I just watched my last movie starring her. Million Dollar Baby was her last hit. And uh, uh, from then on, it has gone downhill. Not only the story uh, dark, the entire movie uh, was so as well, that you could not hardly see what was going on. Bad filming, bad directing, bad writing, and bad acting. I would uh, rather uh, have a, a room a code, a, a, a root canal and then listen through uh, this movie again. My husband rolled asleep. Uh, he was uh, so bored. Uh, when the movie ended, of course, we were uh, shocked because the ending was so terrible. But the only good thing was that the movie ha was finally over and we could leave. <laughs> That's a funny review. Okay, uh, which one do we want to see the most, I guess? Mm. Uh, maybe we should talk about the other movies. Oh, we should talk about the other movies, we... right. Maybe before we talk about the <laughs> What we want to see is Zombie Town. Uh, I don't know how I got that far ahead. <laughs> you skipped. <laughs> Two teens uncover a centuries-old secret when they decide to watch a zombie movie on Halloween night. However, when the townspeople themselves turn into the undead, they must track down an infamous filmmaker to break the curse before it's too late. 5.3 mm -hmm. out of 10 on IMDb. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. 54% of Google users liked it. It's got Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Um, so it's a movie from 1994? Uh, it's... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was another Zombie Town that came out in 2007 that does not have the same people in it and is not directed by the same person. I think this was just hmm. made a number of years ago and now it's just being released because of the strikes, I'm thinking. All Fun and Games also came out this week. Uh, it has absolutely no one you have heard of. Because I have never heard of any of them. Uh, Salem teens discover a cursed knife unleashing... A cursed knife? I have never heard of that in a movie before. Uh, unleashing a demon that forces them to play a gruesome, deadly version of a childhood games where there can be no winners, only survivors. Holy fuck, that sounds generic. Uh, it has a six, no, 5.4 out of 10. 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. That is weird. Because it has also a 1.5 out of 5 on Collider. And 39% of, of Google users liked it. What the fuck is that Rotten well, Tomatoes Well, yeah, score? let's look. Uh, audience, oh, it's an audience score. There is no tomato meter. That's why. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Okay. And Natalia D Dyer, you know, because she's the lead actress in Stranger Things. Oh, she changed her hair! Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's her. <laughs> ah, I see that now. Yeah. Uh, Equalizer 3. Since giving up his... I, did, I never saw Equalizer 2. I did see the first one. Oh, it's so good. Since giving up his life as a government movie. assassin, Robert McCall finds solace in serving justice on behalf of the oppressed. Now living in southern Italy, he soon discovers his new friends are under the control of a local crime boss. Uh, as events turn deadly, McCall becomes their protector by taking on the mafia. I'm sure Italian people are going to love that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's got a bunch of people in it. Denzel Washington. What? Who else is in this? I'm trying to Ooh. think. Yeah. 
there's a bunch of other people that you would know in it. Let's see. Have I seen Never. scores? Seven. Oh, here we are. Seven point one out of ten on IMDb. Seventy-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-two percent of Google users liked it. So pretty standard mm. scores there, I guess. Escalation. I'm assuming that's the name of the movie. A former police officer uh, teams up with a, a detective to track down his brother's murderer. Um, it has uh, Cindy Sampson, I know who that is. Uh, Chris Mark, I know who is. Okay. Uh, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and that's all the scores. Yeah, that looks like a pretty low-budget one there. Um, now, what do we want to see the most? Uh, probably Escalator 3 for me. Equalizer. Equalizer 3. Three. Escalator. <laughs> it's Escalation Escalator. 3. Escalator. Well, you, the other movie was called yeah. Escalation. So, the Escalation yeah. 3. That's what, yeah. Uh, I said the Escalator, even. And that's uh, something completely else. I, I don't know. This... All fun and games is kind of intriguing me because the scores are so all over the place. Uh -huh. uh, but I think probably... Uh, I, if I was to see the second one, I'd probably watch Equalizer 3, I guess. I need to see the second yeah. one. Yeah. I really dig that series because I did... I, I thought the first one was... Bleh. The second one is so much better. <laughs> I think that's probably why I never saw the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the first one. The second one goes, uh, it's a little like, um, without comparisons whatsoever, uh, I, it's a little like I felt like some of uh, Statham's movies are uh, uh, grounded sometimes, and then he makes Crank 2, right. and it goes like totally bananas. Right. Uh, it, that, that felt like he was doing a Crank 2 version of a movie okay it's like yeah it's so it's such a, a weird movie but i really love it yeah anyway uh, next week we will do news of the week tv and movies of the week we will definitely not do one piece but we will talk about uh the love experience episode uh, four we will do a review and i can't believe i'm saying this because i really don't want to talk about it uh my big uh, fat uh, greek wedding three i have seen the first one i i was like I'm never going to see another movie like that, so I didn't see number two. I saw number two, but only because I was working in the theater at the time. was the only reason I did. Um, yeah. Is it as bad as I think it is? It's like a Meet the Fockers situation. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, exactly like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. Absolutely no fucking need to see that movie. Okay, Jeremy Round. Uh, mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Let's talk about the Mr. Beast Jacksepticeye thing first. Uh, Aww. Yeah. It, well, it's all good now. The beef is over, right? As, that's it what just I'm doing. It came out of nowhere. Well, there was a pot. Was it a podcast or a video? Yes. No, it was a podcast video as well. Oh, it was a video podcast by Jack Manifold yeah. and some people. Cool. I like Jack mm -hmm. Manifold. I think he's funny. I think he's super funny. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. And, they, and uh, that's the whole thing is I think Mr. Beast took the thing a little too seriously because the whole 
thing was a big comedy <sighs> joke to begin with, right? Right. It 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 felt like uh, 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 he was making storm in a water glass. That is exactly well, what it was definitely like. Twitter beef. That's the whole thing. And yes. it, and it was it felt like Twitter beef because it was kind of silly. So the whole thing was Jack Septicai said Mr. Beast like ruined YouTube basically because of right. spending so much that it makes uh, uh, it takes the fun out of just making little videos, which the origination mm -hmm. of YouTube was like just you know you film a video yourself of yourself and just upload it and hope somebody sees it basically was yeah. the origination of YouTube which it's gone on to be something completely different than that now right so mm -hmm. I don't know I, I think there's something to that that a lot of people are the one thing that he said is I agree with him that's the thing <laughs> yeah but I think a lot of people are trying to take his words out of context and context and saying like especially people who are new to YouTube like culture and stuff that like mm. all YouTubers just do this for money. That's what they've always done since the beginning of YouTube. And that's just not true. <laughs> it's like YouTube mm. didn't start out as everybody on there was making money. A lot of the originators mm. of YouTube did it for fun. They d didn't think they could make any money at the beginning, right? Cause there wasn't mm -hmm. any advertising on YouTube at the beginning. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I usually don't talk about football. Uh, uh, and every time I say that, it's of course about City. Uh, so there was a very fun uh, game this week. Uh, I'm going to talk about two seconds. So uh, City was playing against Fulham, uh, and uh, Fulham scored uh, the first goal. And and uh, uh, when the game was over, uh, City won five one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Holland uh, scored three goals, and it was one of the f most fun games I have seen in quite a while. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about some stuff that's not fun to talk about. There's the eight passengers thing, which we should talk about. Yeah. Um, YouTuber gets arrested for child abuse. It seems like her and another man got arrested that wasn't her husband, but was like her business right. partner. Yeah. Yes, as I understand it. This is an ongoing thing because there. Even just today, yes. I saw there was an update that I haven't looked into yet. Um, Me neither. So we have to tread a tiny bit careful. Right, because like they just were arrested. They haven't been charged with anything even yet right. or anything like that. So, but even the family has come out and said the uh, they had in the past they had tried to do something about what was happening, and so like mm. it's pretty confirmed at this point. But yeah, there was. A pretty major U Mormon YouTuber uh, who was like part of a whole mm -hmm. Mormon group of YouTubers who got mm -hmm. arrested for, uh, at least arrested for what is uh, people are saying is child abuse. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad I, stuff. I, of course, know of, of them because uh, my my past. I, I like to watch some uh, Mormon YouTubers and I, I would say... Uh, these are up in the upper echelon of, of uh, Mormon YouTubers, I would say. Uh, probably one of those that are most known in the Mormon community. And of course it was a family channel, of course, because yeah. the track record of family channels on YouTube has been really great over the last, like, mm -hmm. ten years. So Nothing happens yeah. bad with, with family no, channels. never. Nobody could have seen this coming, so... 
Yeah. Uh, Cold Ones made their own alcohol. Uh, Grok. Oh, I yeah. I wish I, I was uh, an Australian or an American. Because it costs like uh, I don't $600 to get into Norway almost. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they got the league like the rights to get it into America. That's so hard to do, and yeah, so that's so really cool. Yeah, that's really interesting to see. To, well, yeah. I don't know how the hell they did that. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, the commercial for uh, they made for it is so fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I well, I watched the little you, the three minute like video they made. Yeah. 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 Well, they've been talking about it for a little while now, but this was yeah. like the official release thing or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, are we going to talk about CM Punk? That was the next. <laughs> well, I was gonna let's do that last because okay. this one is yes. a little uncomfortable. But the the EDP thing, he got caught again. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's I all we need to say that. about that. Um, yeah, Google it. Google it. Uh, yeah. He's like infamous on. Uh, online uh, at this point. Definitely infamous. A tiny tiny bit uh, infamous. Tiny. Yeah, CM Punk, there's huge, actually, a few different wrestling controversies over the weekend, but that's because there were multiple pay-per-views also. That's the reason why, right? Yes. So yeah, the CM Punk, go into the CM Punk stuff. You know more about it than I do, to be honest, probably. Yeah, because guess what? Uh, I'm going to plug a little tiny show called That Wrestling Show. I am on every week, and uh, he's been very nice plugging us every at the end of every show. So uh, I should plug a podcast I'm uh, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we talked about it. Uh, so the whole thing uh, started off uh, all out uh, in London. Uh, there was a segment there where uh, where uh, one of the wrestlers uh, threw themselves on a shield of glass to a car mm-hmm. and uh, screamed into the camera, uh, that is real glass, uh, more or less. And uh, uh, there's a story behind that because uh, uh, him and CM Punk worked together and CM Punk didn't want glass in, in their match. Right. So it was more like less like making fun of uh, CM Punk in a promo. So when he came backstage, um, the official story, and I'm going to keep it on the official story because I don't care about the other side. Right. Was that CM Punk was so fucking angry that he goes in this other wrestler's face and uh, starting pushing him and uh, being a total asshole, attacking this other wrestler, uh, putting him in a show called uh, uh, so uh, people have to come and split people uh, uh, apart, and then CM Punk tried to charge uh, violently against uh, Tony Khan, the owner of the fucking company. Right. Uh, 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 saying uh, that he quits, uh, and this was just before uh, his match against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe being the uh, hero of this story, uh, getting Punk uh, down in anger, getting him out, having one of the best matches on the card, by the way, uh, with CM Punk, 
uh, and then there was an it, internal investigation that went through this. Uh, there was this uh, legal uh, part of AEW that said to Tony Khan, you should fire CM Punk uh, and, uh, uh, because of his conduct. And that is what he did. Now, I think that is very good. Do I think it's a little too late? Yes, he should have done it a fucking year ago. But it is what it is. Well, not only that, maybe he shouldn't have rehired him in the first place after the first time he did this exact same thing in the backstage. Right. right. Yeah. I think putting the other wrestlers in the situation where they were, where they were already knew that this could happen. Uh, yeah. And then it's, I think this is from today. Uh, Tony Khan has come out and said, I don't want to discuss the terms of separation. I think it's best to say, first of all, I very much wanted to thank Phil CM Punk for everything he did as an AEW wrestler, but I don't think it was an easy decision for anybody on the discipline committee or outside the council or for me to do something like that. But I do think it's the right move. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I don't think the other wrestlers should have been put in that situation in the first place. That's my personal no. opinion. So I think yeah, this that's... is an oversight way before this happening. Uh, yeah, and I don't yeah. think and that, anybody. That's but... Also, why I d I did mention his wrestler name and like if you're that fucking interested. Go and look at it. it. There's articles all over the place, Bleacher yeah. Report and everything else. Um, but I, I, I find him so in 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 sudden in innocent in this that I, I, I don't really think that he uh, needs to have his name dragged or anything right. like that. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, like some people would say, oh, he said that and it was instigating it. But like I said, sure, but I don't think he works. should have been put in that situation in the first place. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And also that's words. Uh, yeah, it's like the Will there... Smith thing where Chris Rock yeah. said words and then he slapped him, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right, I think that was it for me. I don't really have any other YouTube craziness happening. Uh, me neither. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I guess need to say something about Starfield because I. Oh I, wow! You I didn't. I didn't even think about that. You didn't talk. I actually yeah. do have one other thing. So go into Starfield and. Well, actually, I'll do okay. this one other thing. There was okay. a channel I used to follow for like uh, inspirational stuff that did a lot mm -hmm. of like Alan Watts stuff and like Terrence McKenna stuff, and they're. Mm -hmm. They put out an appeal to YouTube because their, like, whole channel is getting copyright struck by some company that, like, bought up all the rights to all these people's inspirational stuff. So, yeah, there's a whole mm. uh, copyright thing happening in the inspirational YouTube space. All right. Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, I threatened last week. I said I would sell my Xbox if it was not a good game. Uh, I'm very happy to report that I think it's a good game. Uh, is it the best game I ever played? Definitely not. Does it have flaws? Very much so. Uh, but I, am I having a heck of a time with it? That's for sure. I can uh, not think of another way to compare this other than it feels extremely like Oblivion if you ever play that. It okay. does not feel like Skyrim in space 
space. I saw a lot of people comparing it to oh, that. I, all right. It does. It does remind me of Oblivion in space, uh, the game before they made Skyrim. If you wonder, um, but uh, I can understand that. I. I will say the negative things first, and then I will go into the positives. I think uh, they made it a little too big, uh, in the way that uh, there are so many mechanics and there are so many things to go into that it takes a little too long a time to get into the game. Uh, when that is said, uh, if you give this game like 15 hours of your life, uh, you will totally lose yourself into it. Uh, not everybody has that intention span, so I wish uh, what they have done that made it a little bit more interesting in the beginning, because it feels very um, generic in the beginning. Oh, um, okay. Uh, I think my biggest complaint is that uh, it's a shit game for 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 the first hours uh, if you have the wrong attitude going into it. Uh, I had fun from the beginning, but I, I I was I was more curious of what this game really was than anything else. Uh, okay, the positive things: uh, the gunplay is so fucking surprisingly good. Uh, I think uh, one of the problems that Batista has uh, uh, had uh, problems with before is the main storyline. I'm not going to say that the main storyline in this is amazing, because it's really not. Uh, but uh, it makes extremely sense. <laughs> and uh, you can definitely not say that about uh, every game in the world. Uh, I, I would probably give the main storyline like a 7 out of uh, 10. Uh, I think that's fair. Maybe an 8, uh, between 7 and 8. Uh, but uh, all the side quests in this is enormously big. Like yesterday, for example. Uh, no, no, two days ago. I was on a side quest that seemed very big. No, very small, sorry. Uh, of uh, like... Uh, Having a package delivered from one place to another. 16 hours later, I was so lost into that story and I met so much interesting people on that quest that I was like, I, I, I'm going to skip the main quest and do this. And then it comes back and have an effect on the main quest anyway. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and it's so, I, I think the writing of things in this game is tremendously. I will give the game a very strong 8.5 out of 10. I really, really loved it. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. It comes out today, I think. Uh, free on Game Pass. So check it out. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, well, from Outer Space, I'm Fro. I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another di another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.